Hey everybody, this is Mr. Todd, and you are listening to Stories and Solutions. Um, Today I'm just going to do a straight through, just talk to you about something I've learned throughout the half a hundred years I've been here, and uh, just things that I've learned being observant, I guess. So, I guess I'll just call it a gift of honesty so tonight's thought is something that i know a lot about and i'll share what i recently started to understand about relationships and all of the similarities between them and why most fail and why some prosper so women and men each how they kind of feed into the game that fuels this industry or 10 so like you have lawyers uh This is for, like, divorces and stuff, Um, child support. Doctors, when people have you evaluated, uh, therapists, CPS, orphanages, Planned Parenthood, homeless shelters, banks, judges, clerks, accountants, and on and on and on. So all of those things prosper when you don't do a few of these things that I'm going to talk about. So, me, um, I'm being vulnerable and honest, and I'm trying to give a solution here to what I see around me, and that's learning people, that I'm learning that what tears people apart. Most of the time is pride. So, I kind of grew up with parents from raising kids in the 60s, and my mom uh, was a single mom, And I know there are single moms in every culture, some well-off and some not so well-off at all, right? And the similarity is the gripe of how they got there. So let me give you some insight to why I have an authority on this one. I grew up in my earliest, I guess, zero to 10 years old with just women. And my dad was gone, so by the time I was like five, I think. And I don't remember before that. So I have two sisters, my mom, my grandma, and that's who was around me. So yes, I had cousins, um, a a male cousin, you know, out around me. But as far as running the house, it was women. And I saw what made them laugh. I could see what made them cry, what made them angry. And I hear and I yes a lot about the you are good for nothing dad kind of stuff. So my opinion was skewed early on, right? Because I only knew one side. I kind of grew up fast and I saw things I shouldn't have. But I remember the same three people I would have in front of me that would either confirm or deny your feelings. And those were women. So it is true. Women most of the time throw out the facts and how the anger or sadness or disappointment or any other feeling materialized. Only blame and feelings. I didn't have the other side until later in life, but I could see things like on why, you know, like kind of like why didn't you or why did you do that? And most women that I grew up around didn't ever ask themselves honestly, why did I do that or why didn't I do that? Um... It's usually too late. So remember, I was a sounding board, right? 
the boy that can answer the boy questions that they can't understand why the boys did it. So parents, they tell you uh, not to let your kids know too much. Well, I agree. It's true. Kids are not stupid, though. So they can kind of feel when adults learned to or at least condition themselves and now teach not to feel or to not show it. They view it usually as a negative. This is both sexes. Um, kids can tell um, enough to like decode that something's wrong. You can feel, right? This is like energy. So kids are the number one reason people stay together. Stability, financially, but depending on the relationship between the, the parents, the kids will still be affected you know, negatively or positively. So, for example, um, growing up, I noticed a lot of questions you asked that they don't want to talk about or um, don't really know the answer to. They're snappy answers, right? Now, that's snappy answers versus stating a simple thing like or asking what's wrong, which would change the energy. So, for example, my daughter was throwing a fit um, yesterday and I sat her down and I asked her why she's so angry and she said I don't know and then I asked her what's wrong she said I don't know so I gave her a few options and that's better than me yelling at her she's already yelling so it kind of works both ways um, pride and feelings kind of get in the way most of the time and I used to watch my mom struggle, but she had help, like from my grandma, for example, and there were feelings transferred there, right? So if you ever heard me probably about a year or so ago on one of the episodes, I spoke about uh, the, feel, the fetus that can feel depression in the womb and how that could be affected. Well, here's a way I see that stops this. Number one, uh, both sides. Uh, be accountable as you want the person that you're blaming your feelings for, right? Be accountable as you want them to be. Uh, how did you get there? You weren't kidnapped. You weren't made to move in. Um, you weren't made to have a kid, most people, or more. No one's making you stay long enough to have those feelings and those issues in the first place. So most of what I see around me and in my relationships, other relationships I'm privy to, friends that, you know, talk to me, um, people that aren't my friends that uh, pay me to listen to them uh, objectively. I hear or see or use my skill, my like behavior therapy or analysis or whatever you want to call it, um, usually just being a human being. So let's say... I use two male friends, two female friends, and both feelings I'm aware of and compare them to my own relationship. I'll use the same issue and not about not being heard. So this is kind of how I think it starts. How did you grow up? Were you heard or were you not heard? What number sibling are you? Are you an only child? Are you a middle child? Are you the first one, most responsible, spoiled one? Did you have both parents? Now, ask yourself in your relationship, who's the A-type personality in the relationship? Who makes the rules? Who enforces them? Who runs the house? 
Are you the one who is heard or are you not heard? So now flip it around. If the guide feels not heard and he has to ask himself why, are you allowing or use, you know, are you used to being conditioned growing up to be heard or not to be heard? So this is kind of the beginning of that saying, people do what you allow them to do. So myself included, as anything kind of in life, think of what the boiling point is in things that, like at work, for example. You go to work, you don't like overtime. You go to work, you don't like being disrespected. You go to work, you don't like your coworkers. Um, or you like everything, who knows. But take it. Right. You take it, the good and the bad. You don't complain because you want a job until you find the next thing. Now apply that to your relationship. You do things your boss tells you to do. You go home and you complain that you didn't want to do it, but you did it. But you won't listen to your spouse who's telling you the same things most of the time. Now, hold your tongue at work and around plenty of your friends. You don't really say anything because you don't want to mess up your friendship that you think is real when you're not because you're not saying anything so now you have kids most of the time you're quick to yell at your kids right so I don't really yell because I work around kids so there has to be a reason for it if I do yell but ask yourself when you are in like friends and with family situations how much of that is influenced on you so say you're around friends and here's a good one you play like uh, music in your car that is um, unedited and your kids are young. Or here's a better one. Say you are someone that you can complain. I actually know someone like this. Um, you can complain, oh, my kid is cussing and cussing at, you know, certain people or whatever it may be. But you cuss around your kid. Like, how can that make sense? Like, you have to be accountable. There has to be a point where you say, oh, wait, maybe I should stop doing this or stop complaining about it because you're actually part of the problem. Um, so, again, like I said, you hold your tongue at work, blah, 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 but you're going to be quick to yell at your kids. So, you know, you have to ask yourself about the influences around you, the type of people you're around, the type of people you leave your kids with, if they're allowed to listen to music um, that, like I said, is unedited. Um, this goes back to the your parents, your parents actually telling you, you know, your kid should not be uh, exposed to certain things. Well, then they shouldn't be exposed to this kind of stuff either, right? Um, so same as the things you watch, you listen to, that frames your thinking. If you listen to, say, you're a Republican and you listen to one side, you don't listen to the other side. Chances are that's how you are in your relationship. Uh, same as if you're a Democrat. Doesn't matter. I'm just talking about the one side. Um, so now all these things, likes, are in your life. The things you like, right? Because that's how you built your life, based on the things you like. And then the thing that you're missing is usually what we say our significant other completed in our life. Oh, I was missing this one thing in my life and they completed it. And then you build and you grow from there. So now if you both have been like busy lives, right? And you're happy in your career, you have choice, you're heard, 
Um, you don't really have money issues. You kind of see how much you, you know, you have to see like how much you compromise when it comes to being heard in your childhood. So either way, either you used to, you're used to being heard or you're not. If you are both heard, you usually compromise. So like things, you go on trips. If you have me time, uh, sharing your thoughts, um, trying things without saying, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, but then you expect the other person to, you know, come out of their shell for you, which is never going to work. Um, if you have feelings without fighting, um, without like you speak your feelings without having threats and fights and things like that. If you are someone that is used to being heard and getting their way, then there's usually a problem and vice versa. So like there's little room to budge. Like I'm not going to budge. Right. Um, you're also used to manipulation. So problems that arise from that, the solution is real simple. You write it down, you write down your true feelings, like one word things about the anger, like without anger rather, um, but for peace. Because if you really want things to be better, you would figure out the way to peace, not the way to win. So um, another thing is most people should speak face to face. And if you're going to fight, then text. And for future reference, it actually helps because you can look at the text later and see growth or not see growth, right? Um, this is what I didn't see or hear growing up. I didn't hear, um, you know, I pretty much heard what that person did. And I really, if ever, have I ever heard, well, but I didn't do anything to stop it. Why am I attracting this person? Um, I call this the Taylor Swift complex. Um, so imagine you have diaries or journals or in her case, albums or more about your misery and how the other did you wrong. Well, if you're like thirties and you're singing about me over and over again, you know, about how bad the person treated you or they suck or whatever it is. That's more solution versus blame. Um, you have to ask yourself, are you trying to find the solution or you just keep wanting to sing about how bad people were? And in dating, you have two sisters, right? And I told you I have. So if you grow up like a princess, you're going to either gravitate towards someone who continues that, what you're accustomed to, your lifestyle, or you're going to want a bad boy or a bad girl. Because you can fund them, right? You don't need their money. So they may not have a good job. They may be, you know, rough on the edges, they say. That's one of those things where I call it you're filling in the gap of what you were missing, which you thought you were missing. But then the funny thing is there's a reason it was missing. It's because it's not good for you. So, for example, if you're with an alcoholic, right, decide, is the abuse, anger worth it? Oh, but I love them. That's what most people say. I know how they are when they're not like that. Okay. So I grew up around this stuff. So you kind of take it until what? Until you pop. Until you just, you know, you try to find out like why maybe that would be a better way to do it. As I said, towards peace. 
um, find out why they're this way. Help them heal. If they don't want to be healed, they don't want to go do therapy, they don't want to open up to you, then move on. Why? Because it's going to, the thing that you're missing may have been that cancerous component in the first place, kind of like codependency. So to sum this up, um, we, people meet, right? And then we give our best and we get comfortable. At first, you know, you're wearing your best clothes. You, you know, chew correctly. Um, you know, burping or farting. You try to smell good. Your hair is usually done. Then you get with the person for a long time and they start, you know, getting comfortable, I guess. And then they, I call that the now they're being themselves and they can fart and burp and laugh and whatever. And, oh, it's just who I am. Accept me as who I am. And, but, you know, the problem there is they don't want you to do the same thing. They still want to be spoiled, right? Like they were in the beginning. But does the, do they reciprocate that? I, there's very few friends that I know that both sides surprise each other. Both sides buy each other things. Um, both sides say, I want you to do this for me. And the other one says that, and they're usually sure. No, it's usually, I don't like that. Or I don't want to do that. Or why do I have to do that? And then the guy is expected to do, or whoever is the male is expected to do that. It's always this like one-sided thing. That's what I noticed. So I see this as society. Um, you're learning to tell yourself, you should learn how to tell yourself you're worth it, right? But you have to verbalize that. So you decide, I'll change. Well, this is a bad move because would you want that done to you? Ask yourself, it's really simple. No, we grow up learning men are tough, women are pampered, and I'll give you an idea. So in the 60s, 50s, men opened up the door for the woman, even in the um, 70s. Uh, you had that, you know, uh, when they say chivalry is dead, uh, you open up the door, blah, blah, blah. Then up until, say, like the 80s even, uh, women were, you know, pretty much pampered. Then in the 90s, you had this movement of women are independent, they're CEOs, living single, uh, they can, you know, they can get an, uh, a donor. They don't need the man. And then kind of the feminist thing, right? And then you had this movement of equal pay. And now you have the movement of women make more. Um, I don't think it's all in the boardroom. But when you think about it, at least the ones that are celebrated on like Instagram and stuff like that, you have this thing that's kind of turned into, I don't need the man. And, um, or he needs to have this, 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 this. I remember Chili from TLC said something about, she, she had like this list and, um, I just thought it was weird how, like, if you really thought like, oh, this person has to have all these things, they, do you allow that person to give you a list? Um, it just doesn't make sense. So like when women make more, this turns into, like I said, the I don't need the man, right? 
or I can treat him bad. Um, so it's kind of irrational or unrealistic. And this is why standards. Yes, you should have standards, but if you would, that's like, as if you're dating yourself or again, if you're filling in that missing component. So people have to kind of be who they are, good and bad. And for people who grew up um, strong and cultured, they usually have the most open mind and compromise. It's not really that hard. So remember emotions and logic, not just, oh, the man's always, you know, um, inserts his logic. I've heard that a million times. The man is logical. The woman is emotional. No, um, they throw it out the window because you won't get what you want by being illogical. Right? So the logic makes sense. Um, I'm all for women being powerful, but here's the issue. I see. Imagine this. The average woman has an Instagram. If they have an Instagram, chances are they have Snapchat. Sorry for the, uh, I was scratching my beard. Um, if they have Instagram, they have Snapchat. They have X, a uh, former Twitter, right? You have Facebook. And then some of them have their own website. In these sites, there's usually photos you put up. They're usually sexy pose, blowing kisses, sticking your tongue out, um, provocative stuff, whatever, right? Something to allude to your appeal, your sexiness, right? Nothing wrong with it, but this is considered your right to do this. Now imagine, humor me. Can you imagine if the man did the exact same thing, had on open shirt, showing his abs, showing his chest, standing around in his drawers, um, you know, accentuating his junk versus you accentuating yours, right? Had an OnlyFans, was making money on the side. Those same friends that you have or family members, including yourself, would be like, oh, that person is a cheater. Look at what you're doing. You know that girls are going to DM you. Well, but it's okay for the guys to do that for you. That's your right. There's a big problem right there, right? So if you have like a burner phone maybe or business and a personal, can you leave your phone unlocked? Ask yourself that and have no fear of the other one looking at your text messages. I don't worry about it because whatever it is, I can just tell you the truth. Why? Because I know if I ask the other person and I'm going to get well, uh, uh, that kind of thing, I'm not going to feel like you have trust, right? So you have to allow the same. You can't say that's my private life. Then they have a private life. And if so, the other has to be allowed to do it. Why not? If there are reversed roles as like, for example, a stay at home dad, is he given the same flowers and trips expected when it was the other way around? Think about that. Um, are both heard with decisions about kids. So here's better yet. Shouldn't you decide and talk about and even put in writing before you have kids? Or at least you got nine months while you're pregnant, right? This is what I want. This is what I want. Okay, well, we have to figure out the middle. We want to raise our kid this way. You should know these things before you had kids, right? Um, everybody changes. We have midlife crises, whatever they want to say. Well, you change, but then you need to adapt. 
because again, I'm going to go right back to the beginning. If you can adapt to say you got fired, say you got a new position, say you became your own, you know, person and you're like running your own show, you still have to adapt to the new climate. If you can do that, you should be able to uh, do the same in your relationship. I think I'm pretty much done here, but I will say this. Uh, make sure that both are, are heard with decisions with the kids. And it's not things like, oh, I'll only enforce it when you're around. Um, when I notice you're looking at me or you're mad or whatever it is, that's not how it works. There's a thing called consistency. I've been, here's an issue I have. So we talk about, or I talk about all the time, this, these four or five things I say, you should be consistent you have to have clear boundaries. This is within yourself and kids. Um, you have to have follow through. You have to have patience and listen, not listen to where you're hearing something and waiting to speak over somebody. You're not hearing anything or listening. You're hearing, but you're just hearing noise. Um, these are major like things that I've noticed that mess up people. They hear something or read something, and before they even get to the rest, they're already, like, rewriting their uh, rebuttal, right? So um, when these things aren't done, like, kind of, like, listening to your kids um, and not using the I'm the parent card, uh, you have to learn, like, they have feelings just like you, and um, they want to be heard, and they're probably not. So... I kind of check in with my kids monthly. I always ask them, like, what can I do uh, better? Or am I doing, you know, okay? You know, there's, do I, I always ask my kids. I don't want them being afraid of me, uh, things like that. So, you know, I try to make their life better. I Even when I'm failing at it, you're still working at it, right? You should be. So this is that vulnerability I was talking about. And then you, it really does show them strength. It shows that... Like I said, you don't have people will do to you what you let them. But if you put your foot down, you'll see um, all of a sudden they want to talk different or be different. And usually when you back off, then then they go right back to the way they were. It goes back to what I said from the beginning. Look at how you, you grew up. Um, so uh, don't exploit when people are vulnerable. Um, don't exploit when you're angry at them. Uh, I hope this stuff makes sense. So I would be happy to hear from you guys. Uh, tell me if you like it or not, whatever you think. Um, this is true feelings. Again, this is me. I grew up with women around them. I work with them. Um, I'm a behavior modifier. I'm married. I have kids. I have problems just like you. And I'm not criticizing people. I'm trying to actually just open up things to maybe look at a different way of trying to solve your problems with peace and not winning. Um, happy holidays, everybody. This is Mr. Todd, Stories and Solutions. Be easy.